0: doing great to see you guys I want to say hello right now to all of our churches who tuned in with us as well thank you for being with us want to say hello right now to Padre Island Rockport Fulton Rodfield Stone Oak let's give all those guys a hand thanks for being with us we love you guys and want to say hello of course also to our online church as well thank you for joining us in our prison ministry as well and so glad you guys are with us yeah we're fired up well, today is not a normal Sunday. If you're visiting with us, we're glad you're here. We hope you enjoy the service today. But I want you to know, this is our annual offering weekend. And so we only do this once a year. And so if you're like, man, they're really focused on giving today. What's going on with this church? It's once a year that we do this. And it's an honor to do it. We've been preparing for this and praying for this day. Because we're believing God for great things. so We can expand and extend all that we're doing through our missions and ministry. And so we're very, very excited about that. I want to share a scripture with you. Then We're going to go to a video. I want to show you guys we're going to go back in time a little bit over the last twenty-five years, but before we do that, let me share a scripture. It says in Zechariah four, "Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit," says the Lord. You know, as I was going around to different campuses and and we were doing vision nights, and it was a great thing. We do this almost every year, and and uh, was going around, I was meeting people, connecting people, praying, and leading and teaching, and all those things. And one one day, I was in my office in the middle of this crazy week of doing this. I just really felt the Lord speaking to me, you know, because we're used to doing this. It's something we've been doing for years, but I really felt the Lord telling me, this is not your formula. This is me taking over. And I just, I literally got on when and he said, God, I don't want to rely upon myself or the way we do things, God. It's going to be you by your spirit that what we need will happen only by God's spirit and so as we, as we start off today, I'm believing God for great things, but it's going to be because of what he does, not because of what we do. We just respond to what he is doing. You know, God has done amazing things over the last 25 years uh, as a church, and we celebrated our 25th anniversary just a, f- a few months back, and, and we put together this great video. And I just want to give you sort of a, a little bit miniature version of that. We cut it down just a bit. But I want to show you the video and just kind of remind you of the history of who we are as we leave a legacy today. Please watch this video. Wow. I had no idea 25 years ago what God was going to do
1: remember that Saturday night before we were going to launch? That Saturday night, and you're like, do you think anyone's going to show up? I was like, I don't know, I hope somebody shows up. We were like
0: 60, maybe 100, you know, we were just hoping for anything. It's that moment you've laid everything out, you've done everything you can, and now it's just in God's hands, and you're like, God, we feel like you've led us here, please do what only you can do. I remember running in the mornings, and and just kind of spending time with God before going out and trying to convince someone that I didn't even know to, to come to something they didn't understand, you know, called church in a living room. And I remember thinking, God, how in the world is this going to work? And I remember just right at that moment, there's just specific times I remember God just saying, "Because I'm God."
1: I guess what blew me away the most was January 18th, our kickoff last year. I was teaching the children's church and I walked out to get a donut and I saw all these people everywhere in the hallway. And I remember just thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe these people are here. My name is Don. And I'm Yvonne. We went to the first public service at Ella Barnes. We just knew we um, had found our home
2: young man knocked on our door 25 years ago and said, hey, we're starting a church around the corner in the local elementary school, and we'd love for y'all to come, and so we did.
0: Just as the Cowboys are looking to begin the season with a bunch of wins, the Bay Area Fellowship is looking to win over new members. They're only seven months old and hope Dallas Cowboys Sunday will be a step in the right direction. God is your biggest fan.
2: This is a Bay Area Fellowship shirt that we wore, I believe if I remember correctly, back in the days when we were doing service work. On our first Sunday
1: at Church Unlimited, which was about 25 years ago, my husband and I um, wanted to check out this church in our neighborhood, what was at Ella Barnes Elementary. And he said, I want to go check out, if this is a cult, where my children go to school. And I'm like, really? And so we walked to Ella Barnes and we walked in and we felt so welcome and we were totally hooked. I think the exciting thing about this last year to me is the amount of small groups that have gotten started and just the growth that we've seen and how people are being uh, discipled and really growing.
0: Bay Area Fellowship by definition is about one thing, people's lives being changed for Jesus Christ
1: and you keep saying that mm-hmm. to
0: this day. I still love that name, you know? Good morning, sir, how are you doing? Good, thank you.
1: Good morning, welcome to Bay Area Fellowship.
0: We got
2: into serving by helping set up and tear down. Chairs, more chairs, <laughs> and more chairs. <laughs>
0: we are meeting in a little dance studio for about eight people, and uh, in, in less lessons. than two years' time, we're meeting in, in a uh, middle school cafeteria running over 500 people that is just simply in short a miracle there's no ceiling on what god can do here so at this point where grant middle school the church is exploding with growth it's very exciting we've now added a saturday night service so now at this point we go look at the moose lodge and uh is it was real bad but the truth is if it would have been nice we wouldn't be able to afford it and so it was rough and we thought well can we make it work
1: Christian worship is rooted deeply in history and tradition as worship services become more contemporary, evolving in an attempt to keep up with the culture of a new generation. Good morning. Good morning. It's not your grandmother's church. As a matter of fact, it doesn't look like church at all. But these members at Bay Area Fellowship are worshiping God. But these contemporary churches have their skeptics that question whether or not God is lost in all of their lights, flash, and flares.
0: I think he can get lost in the lights and the flare as much as he can get lost in the traditions and the rote routines.
1: Many argue it's not the method of worship, but the message that counts.
2: Join us at Bay Area Fellowship for our... Don't pinch me. <laughs>
1: we're living in Ephesians 3.20 that God has done abundantly more than we can ever dream or imagine.
0: So we did all kinds of crazy stuff that oh building zip lines. It's a pastor's for us. That's right. It's
1: a The man stroller. Yes. Right. I oh
0: wish God. I were an Oscar Mayer <laughs> Yo, what's up, Paul and Simon? (laughs) Yo, my name is Snake, and this is Slash. We're gonna rock you out. I mean, the props were crazy dancing.
1: People still came to church even after he danced on the stage. (laughs) Like, that's gotta be God. (laughs) Remember um, the situation with the principal at Ella Barnes?
0: Ella Barnes is new, and so we're trying to get in there, and they had just turned over principal and I meet her and she's like, what do you need? I know you're new here in town. What's going on? I said, I'm a pastor. Oh, where's your church? I said, no, we're starting a church. She's like, oh, and I said I just need to ask you would you let us use your auditorium on Sundays? And she stopped. She almost cried. She sat back in her chair and she said, now, <laughs> sorry. And she said she said, now I know why God brought me here. And she shows you that God goes before you. So at this point, we ran out of space again because we only sat about 650 people. And so at that point, we began to say, guys, we're gonna do something big. We looked at all options to expand where we were. The only thing we could do was to go buy land somewhere else. So we gave everyone who came that next weekend $100 with a letter that said, please take this and multiply, we talk about the parable of the talents, multiply this and return it. They cleaned out the bank account and handed out $100 bills to everybody that was there that week. Oh, the like, $100. I remember the $100 bill on the seat.
1: We were watching watching miracles happen right before our eyes.
0: That money is what we use to buy the land that this building is on now. And I said, are you sitting down? She's like, yeah. I said, God just told me to give our car away. She says, to who? I said, I don't know he's going to tell me. She said, well, OK. I said, are you okay with that? She's like, well, I mean, did God tell you? I said, God told me. She says, well, then I'm okay with it. And I found myself saying something I didn't even think about until I just said it. I said, Jesus is my ride. I was like, well, so who am I going to give it to, Lord? And I kept thinking of people, oh, I know they may need a car or they may, and God was like, no, that's manufactured. Stop it. I'm in control of this. You obey. Well, while the offering was going on, I was starting to go over announcements, and I'm sitting there reading announcements and some guy out of nowhere walks up to the stage, pulled the key of my forerunner out and gave it to him. In the middle of the service, God let someone walk up in the middle of it. He did exactly what he said he was going to this do. This live in the moment when that happened. Because all he did was obey. So when Bill gave his car away, it ushered in this miraculous season where all of a sudden everyone started giving things away. They started giving away their cars. And, and the amazing thing is all of a sudden the church went from being in a giving campaign to be in, in an obedience campaign. And in that obedience, it was one gentleman who gave away $2 million. It took us two years to raise $2.7 million. And in one act of obedience, God released $2.9 million more in two weeks.
2: And what was really cool about it was
0: we all knew God took over. How oh, know the process that
1: It's when I look back at moments like that, how we were stuck financially and couldn't keep building the building unless there was a supernatural influx of money. I just look back on that and like, well, God always comes through.
2: Always.
0: God was leading us to have a new chapter in the church. That's how the name Church Unlimited was born. We would not be who we are as a church without the amazing members. Here we are right now in Port-au-Prince at an and all these kids had a home that basically was affected funny. by the earthquake and they're having to rebuild. You are helping us to help them rebuild the park.
1: Just getting a front row seat life change, especially over 20 years, there's been a lot. I think if I was just attending a church, I don't think I would know so much about it, but where I sit, I just get to hear so much of it and it's just so miraculous.
0: You know, I'll never forget when Hurricane Harvey hit and destroyed Rockport. We just mobilized. Even when our own campus was destroyed, we focused on the people, and there was just like this giant blue shirt army that just made an impact all throughout Rockport. Why, why did you want to do this? Well, the real heart behind the whole thing is first of all, people's generosity is just our people stepped up and gave, but we're doing this simply because we want to reach people, bring them in and tell them about how much God loves them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, the 20th, yeah. Uh, it's so beautiful. I love that. Okay, so I remember, it's funny, we just showed the name change and I remember talking to you about that and you did not like that at all. Yeah. You're like, no way, we put so much into this.
1: It felt like you are changing the name of one of my children yeah, and I remember yeah. you were like well we're, we're expanding to San Antonio it can't say Bay Area yeah, and I was it wouldn't like,
0: make sense. Yeah, yeah. but
1: Denver Mattress is in Corpus
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were not happy <laughs> so about the we name can change Bay
1: Area Fellowship I was not happy at all when we started the church we were so young I didn't realize that I'd be sitting here one day um <laughs> just um I didn't know back then that there was going to be thousands of people to join us and have the faith with us. It's such a blessing. It didn't surprise me to see Pastor Bill come in on a roller coaster. He's always done creative things to get people's attention to share the Word of God.
0: I love the fact that as we continue to expand and reach new communities, that we also continue to stay in the inner city, making a difference, sharing the gospel and serving people with food and clothes and haircuts, bikes, you name it, we are there to give people hope. As I walked through the rubble, I just kept thinking, God, you make all things new. Your your scripture says that. We are about to make all things new in Rockport, Texas.
1: COVID-19, the disease that defined our lives in 2020.
0: 2020 is now the deadliest year in U.S. history.
1: Church Unlimited is always looking outward to make sure the people of our community feel the love of God.
0: So I just ordered some food through Uber Eats. I'm going to tip them insane. I don't know where where your life's looking like right now, but it's kind of a crazy season, right? Well, I wanted to tip you if that's okay. So I believe that God wants you to know that he knows whatever struggle you've been having. Your tip is $946, $1,486, it's $2,506. I see the tears in your eyes, I wanna say that God loves you and he knew what you needed and so he just provided for you. You know, in 2021, we had the incredible privilege of releasing our first EP, Overcome the Grave. It was special for our church because it was a song that spoke the gospel of Jesus
2: Christ. Hello, Pastor Beale. Hello, Church Unlimited. Uh, We may not see each other in this life, but I want you to know that there are some saved lives because of your contribution, because of your help to buy us some medicine, medical supplies. People of Ukraine are grateful. Church Unlimited continues to be innovative and share the gospel. It was an honor to lead someone to Christ in our very first Metaverse campus. That is so cool. Pastor Bill and Jessica, happy 25 years. One thing has remained steadfast, um, and that is your love for the lost. We're thankful to God that Bill and Jessica chose Corpus because they were looking around and um, they found Corpus Christi. And we are super thankful and um, we're we're glad they're here. Yes, My life is the way it is today because of Church Unlimited.
0: Bill was a young pastor. He came into town and he had a vision
1: and a heart uh, to save a lot of people. And the best thing about Bill is he has not changed.
0: And I still believe that, that Bay Area Fellowship's best days are in front of her. It's just gonna be neat to see what God continues to do. Sometimes it just hits me, you know. Um, we're blessed. We're very blessed. and God's done an amazing work and it's bigger than I ever dreamed what God was going to do. And you know, I, just, I just want to encourage you, wherever you are in life, that whatever the next step is, you think it's this big, but it's, it's this big. Like God, God has more on the other side of your obedience than you could have ever imagined. And so I'm just so thankful to God that we literally get to leave a legacy together. That one day in heaven, it's going to be a lot of people there but I know at least a million of them are going to be because of this church. <clears throat> Ooh, how do I preach after that? Um, today I'm talking about leaving a legacy, and at the end we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna leave a legacy. We're gonna give generously, and my wife and I have been praying about this day, and our whole staff has been praying and preparing, and. And, uh, I mean, I was even talking to my boys you know, yesterday about, you know, they were talking to me about, we were all talking about what, what they're going to give, what we're going to give, what they're going to give. And, you know, it's a multi-generational thing. And so it's always it impresses me. Last service, the little girl could barely reach the bucket. She was having to jump to, to be able to put her offering in the bucket down front. I mean, it's just, it's, it just it just grips my heart every time I see those kinds of things. Real quickly, um, at the end of the service, we're going to ask you to take this little card that's at the bottom of the leaving a legacy form and, and tear that off and fill that out if you feel, if you feel led uh, to do that. And then we're going to uh, have people come forward. And we're, we're actually combining the regular offering and the leaving a legacy into one offering. So if you're like trying to make it clear for us, you can just write legacy on your envelope that that's what it goes towards. Or if you have two different envelopes, that's fine. And uh, we just want to say thank you for whatever the Lord leads you to do. Real quickly, Psalms 24 says this, The earth belongs to the Lord and everything in it, the world and all its people. First thing I want to tell you today is that God owns everything. There's nothing that we have that's ours. It's really all in in God's hands. Isaiah 32 says, A generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. Maybe God, he always does this to me, by the way, Maybe God would put a number on your heart that freaks you out. And you think, I don't know how to do that, God. But I bet by the end of the service, God will show you the how. I've just seen this time again. Lord, if all at my heart, you'll show me how. I used to say, God, I can't do that. Now I say, God, how can I do that? And God always provides a way for me to be able to do more than I thought I could ever do. God owns everything. Number two, How we spend our money and give to God is an act of worship. It really is. It says in Colossians three, and whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, and in dependence upon his person, give giving praise to God the Father through him. So whatever we do, do it unto the Lord. You know, how we spend our money is an act of worship. In fact, honestly, if we're honest with ourselves, if we look closely at how we spend our money, maybe the act of worship is the act of worshiping yourself only. Or maybe it's the act of worship is, is, is really in dedication to someone else. But how much of what we do is in dedication to God? Matthew 6 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven for where, tre- for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you look at your checkbook closely, if you look at where you're spending your money, that's where your heart is. Some of you are like right now, like, my heart is with Whataburger. I had no idea. That's my heart is there. So I don't know where you spend your money, but it's a very good indication of what, what you care about, where your where your heart is. So how we spend our money and give to God is an act of worship. Third thing I want to tell you is the giving to the local church and missions is commanded by God. It says this in 1 Corinthians. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you are also to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come. This is the Apostle Paul essentially leading them into an, a special offering to do mission work, to expand and, and open more churches. That's what he was actually doing. And so he was really our first missionary was, was Paul. I mean, he was like, I'm, I'm gonna expand and, 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 and start churches everywhere. And that's what he did. We're just continuing his work, really. We're just continuing the work of the New Testament. We are a New Testament church and just continuing to to plant churches. And in case there's any doubt to whether we're really doing this, Please check out this video. Hey, Church Unlimited, Pastor Will Lewis here at Brazos Fellowship in College Station, Texas. And I just wanna tell you how grateful we are for your partnership in this ministry. We have seen 6,304 people give their life to Jesus Christ and become Jesus followers. The legacy of Church Unlimited has been one of life change, passion, and commitment, and we are so blessed to be a part of it. Here's to the next 25 years. Hey Church Unlimited, my name is Zach White and I pastor Revolution Church in San Antonio, Texas. We're so grateful for your support and wanted you to know that because of your faithfulness, our church has seen 4,000 people come to faith in Jesus, 1,500 of those people have been baptized and I can't wait to see what God does next. Here's to the next 25 years and here's to our pastors and leaders, Pastor Bill and Jessica, we love you guys. Hey, Church Unlimited. This is Ray Hodges. I'm the lead pastor of Resolute Church in Corpus Christi, Texas. We're so grateful for your support, your generosity. You know, I truly believe that the legacy of Church Unlimited is going to be one of life change, commitment, and a resolute passion to see as many people go to heaven as we can before we die, period. Here's to the next 25 years. God bless.
1: Hey, what's going on, Church Unlimited? My name is Clint Dupin and I lead Easttown Church in the San Francisco Bay Area. And we are so thankful for places like Church Unlimited who have believed in us, uh, who provided resources for us, who believe in church planting. Hey, here's to the next 25 years. God bless.
0: Hey Church Unlimited, my name is Pace Hartfield and I'm the lead pastor at One Place Church in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And I just wanted to tell you thank you. Thank you so much for your generosity because you're making a difference in
1: areas like the Northwest and not just in the Northwest, all over our nation
0: and all over the world. So thank you and God bless. Hey Church Unlimited, Pastor Chris Brown here and I'm coming to you from just south of Nashville, Tennessee, and I just wanted to say thank you. As a church, only a year and a half old, over 60 people have accepted Christ, over 30 people have been baptized, and our youth group is over 200 students. We're so thankful for you. Thank you for your kingdom impact, not just at the well, but all over the country and all over the world. We love you. We really we really do believe in church planting. We've planted 106 churches across the world uh, in the last 25 years and we're about to enter into the thousands actually with what we're doing internationally with house churches rapidly start so much faster. And so it's incredible the work that we're already doing in Pakistan and now what we're going to continue to do there and expand that into other countries as well. And so that's what this offering is all about. I want to challenge you to don't be afraid it's easy to get scared in moments like this. You're like, okay, God, I feel like you're telling me this, but I don't know how in the world I can make that number work. That's crazy. But that's, that, I've learned that that's crazy is actually that's God. Yeah. is God just leads us to do some crazy stuff. Time and again, the Lord puts something in my heart, and I'm like, God, I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to trust in you. And so maybe you, it's been a crazy week. Maybe you felt attacked this week. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Maybe you feel it's been, it's been really, could that be the devil trying to throw you from doing something that God's telling you to do? So I just want to challenge you to say, you know what? I refuse to get off my game. I've refused to not be used by God to do what he's told me to do. So no matter what comes my way, Lord, I first honor you. God will honor that. It says in scripture in Philippians 4, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I've discovered that when God asked me to give a big gift, it seems like there's always more bills come in right then. It seems like there's always something new that hits, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And so I don't know how the devil's attacking you, but he's tipping his cards, and he knows you're about to do something big. And so let's, let's give God the victory and trust him with the rest. He always provides. Luke chapter 6 says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So if I say, God, I'm going to give you my little my little, garden, uh, my little garden tool worth of, uh, worth of seed. Here you go, God. I'm going to give you a little. And God's like, okay, I'll give you that back. Here you go. And we're like, no, God, I'm going to give you a full shovel load. Here you go. and God, no, I'm gonna, God, I'm going to give you a full snow shovel load. I'm gonna, I'm, we're going in deep. I'm going to give you. And then God says, back it up, boys. Beep, beep. Because then he blesses you more. That's just how God works. Whatever measure you use, he measures it back to you time and again. So don't be afraid to give generously. God's got your back. If you don't believe that, let me just ask you one question. When's the last time God didn't come through for you? When's the last time God didn't take care of you? Doesn't he always take care of us? He really does. It says in Scripture in 2 Corinthians It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seed will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. I just want to challenge you. If you feel the pressure, if you feel like I'm cornering you right now, put your wallet up. Today's not your day. It's okay. You don't have to give. God doesn't need our money. He wants our obedience. So we can't confuse the two. So if that's a big hang-up for you, you don't have to give today. But for those of you who feel led by God, who feel like the Spirit of God is speaking to you, we just ask you to do what the Lord leads you to do. In fact, speaking of that, this whole day started off with a miracle. God's going to book in today. I know He always does this. Before the first service, my wife brought someone back to me. She said, Bill, this is Tina. Tina serves as a volunteer, as a greeter. She came back, very sweet lady. We started talking for a minute, and she said, You know, Pastor Bill, it's been a pretty rough couple of years. She said, I lost my son to COVID. She showed me a picture of him, and he was young. I mean, muscles all over, and it looks like one of my boys. I was like, oh, my gosh, he was so young. There's no way. She said, yeah, it cost him his life. And He died, but she said, before he died, when he was still healthy, I had bought a piece of property for us to build a house on together in Redding, California. And then he died shortly after that, unexpectedly from COVID, so she says, so the property ended up back, back in my hands again. And I feel like, I feel led by God to give it to you. She said, I came today to give it, not even realizing today was giving Sunday. She had not put that together. She knew that we were in a giving season. She didn't know when that day was. And so she's giving us a property. Think about that. Most people, if you take their child, if God calls your child home, would have their, their fist out to God. But she's got her hand open to God. And She's going to glorify God through this. Can you imagine? I I can't imagine that. And yet, she's still going to give generously to the Lord. Can we just give God a hand for what He can do in people's hearts? It's mind blowing. Acts chapter two says this: and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Maybe that's just it. You've been like, God, I don't have the money. God's like, Well, you have more than just money. What do you have of value? You know, I remember a couple of years ago, a young man came up there in the one o'clock service and he pulled a diamond studs out of both his ears and he put them in. It's like, wow. Brought the place down. We were all in tears watching that happen. We say, God, what do you want, Lord? All I have is yours. Just tell me what you want. We cannot expect to reap a million souls if we give sparingly. So we want to give generously. The last scripture I'll read is this. Deuteronomy chapter 16. It says, Celebrate the feast of weeks to God, your God, by bringing your free will offering. Give as generously as God, your God, has blessed you. Wow. So I'm supposed to give as generously, Lord, as you've blessed me. So I don't know how God's blessed you, but God knows. And so you just say, God, based upon how much you've blessed me is how much I want to give. And so whether that's the widow's mite who said, you've given me a penny, I'm going to give my penny. Or whether it's the rich young ruler who Jesus said, what do you got? Are you willing to give it? Are we willing to trust God with what he has given us? Maybe you say, pastor, I have plans for that. I get it. I had some plans too. And I put my plans on hold. There's some purchases I was planning on making that I can go a little longer without. See, the sacrifice is to give up something you love for someone you love more. And that's why we, we give today. So I'm going to pray in just a moment as we prepare our offering. just want to give you a couple quick instructions. Our regular offering and our above tithe offering is all going together today. And we'll take the portion out that we need for our regular offering and everything else will go towards leaving a legacy. So we're making it real simple for you. But if you are someone who would like your name on the legacy wall, you can just write on the card legacy wall or write that on your check, however you want to do it. Just let us know. Or if you say, I'm not worried about that, but I just want to give to the legacy offering, just write the word legacy, that's fine. But I just want to take a moment and ask you to stand with me if you would. We're going to pray together and I have my offering too. I'm not going to ask you to do something we are not doing also. And so let's just take a moment to pray. Let's ask God to do what only God can do right now. And again, if you're visiting with us, we're glad you're here to see this. We're glad you're here to experience what God's doing. We really believe in what we say we believe in and we're willing to sacrifice towards it. Father, I ask you God right now, It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by your spirit, says the Lord. So Holy Spirit, lead us. We will obey you. Lord, as nervous as we are to maybe give something, thank you that you'll provide the way. I pray, God, that you would help us devise generous plans, help us to to be bold and to obey you today. Father, we keep saying one day I'm going to do something big Maybe this is that day. This is the day we do something big for you. We thank you that as families, as individuals, as young and old people, we can come together and bring an offering to help more people find Christ. Please, Lord, bless this offering and multiply it for your use. In your name we pray. Church, go ahead and come forward now if you would, if you feel led to bring an offering. Many of you are gonna give from your seat, we know that. You can give online as well or through the app. But if you feel led to come forward, please take the moment to do that. Do you want to stop a moment and pray with your spouse while you drop it in? That's fine too. Just obey the Lord with however he leads you right now. Okay.
2: Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness.
0: Let's take a moment to bow our heads as people are still coming forward and giving. And we want to thank God for you that you're obeying the Lord as he leads you. God's clearly moving right now at all of our campuses. Thank you for your obedience. Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's not too late. You can still come forward and bring your gift. Praise God. He's stirring in many people right now. Nothing moves me more than to see young people giving as well. And every year we have young people that sacrifice. Massive amounts. It'll shock you when a high schooler gives $1,000. They just drain the savings account and say, God comes first in my life. What's God going to do in that high schooler's life, right? What's God going to do in that college student's life, that young couple who are just starting off? every head bowed, every eye closed, we always give an opportunity at every service for people to give their lives to Jesus. The Bible says in Acts that they first gave themselves to Christ, then they also gave generously towards Christ. If your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you never get in your life to Jesus, you can receive him right now by praying a very simple prayer. Just pray this prayer with we'll us right now across all of our campuses. Just say, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died for my sin and I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord and be my savior. I repent of my sins. I put you in first place. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, no one's looking around. If you just gave your life to Christ, would you just lift your hand high right now? If you just gave your life to Christ, no one's looking around. Thank you. Their are hands going up all across our churches. Even today, even today on, on Annual Offering Sunday, people are offering themselves to Jesus first. Praise God that you gave your life to Christ. Hold those hands high. Thank you for those who just gave their life to Christ. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Just keep obeying the Lord. Keep obeying the Lord. want to encourage you right now. What's the Lord leading you to do? How is he speaking to you? Praise God. Praise God. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you for those who just gave their lives to you. And thank you for those who brought an offering, a sacrificial commitment to be paid out over time or a one-time offering, Lord, or maybe a combination of both. We thank you, God, that we can sacrifice towards your work. God, your word tells us that as we give, you prosper us. And I ask boldly today that you would prosper your people. God, I pray that, that this year and next year and year after that, that we would be able to increase what we do because you prosper us so we can do more for your kingdom. Then you bless us in return and we do more for your kingdom again. Thank you, God. We are literally leaving a legacy by bringing people to Jesus through our offering. May you expand your church May more missions and ministry happen this year than ever before through our sacrifices. Thank you, God, that we can give to you. Thank you, Lord, for those who just gave their lives to you as well. In your name we pray and all God's people said, amen. Could we just give God a hand right now for what he has just done?